A lesson from the Lord's vineyard. A lesson from the vineyard. As I was sitting with this text a few days ago, it struck me how this text sits in the midst of Jesus' teaching on love. And apparently love is a theme that John experienced externally as well as internally in his relationship with Christ Jesus. And in this text, we find that Jesus and his disciples are on their way to the Garden of Gethsemane, the place where Jesus would pray what we have come to know as his high priestly prayer, a prayer of love. It is also the place where he would be arrested by a mob led by Judas and later taken to the cross to be crucified, an act of love. In this 15th chapter and on into the 16th, we find an account of Jesus' continued teaching and words of comfort to a group of saddened disciples. It is in this conversation that Jesus uses the vineyard as an analogy, a word picture, or an object lesson, if you will, to help his disciples understand all that he is saying to them. And several possibilities came to mind as I was sitting with this text that perhaps Jesus chose the vineyard as the picture to offer them because as they walked through the Garden of Gethsemane, they may have passed by a building that had great vines carved into its doors, or an iron gate sculptured in the shape of intrinsic vines. Or it could have been that time of year when blossoming grapevines, promising a great harvest, was all around them. I can imagine that if that was the case, Jesus may have taken the time to reach out and take a vine in his hand and use it to teach his object lesson. I can imagine that the disciples would have remembered that Israel was known as God's vine. And no doubt the disciples would have remembered also that, that Israel was a vine that had not lived up to its intended purpose. It's with this understanding that Jesus declared to his disciples and to the world, I am the true vine. What Israel had failed to do, God was now doing through Christ Jesus. But Jesus had just informed the disciples that he was going away and that the work that he had begun must continue and that work must continue through them. Jesus knew that if they were to carry on that work, that they needed to know what it really means to say, my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And Jesus wanted them to understand that the only way they could produce any fruit to glorify God would be to stay connected to God. They had to abide that word abide shows in this text eight times in this very short discourse. And we find Jesus saying, abide in me, the true vine. And here we are 2,000 years removed from that walk in the Garden of Gethsemane. 
and the work of the Lord continues. God is still calling us to work as followers of Jesus Christ to accomplish God's work in the world, to accomplish God's will in the earth. And many of us look around us at all the needs in the world and all the needs in our communities, and we wonder how are we supposed to do the work the Lord has called us to do? How are we going to produce fruit that is pleasing to God? I contend that there are answers to the question, and I contend that those answers are right here in the lesson from the vineyard. These precious verses teaches us how we can be fruitful branches for the glory of God. I think this lesson teaches us about relationships, teaches us about reproduction, about responsibility, and about reality. And by the way, according to this scripture, we don't have to worry about producing fruit. Our work is to stay connected. In the vineyard lesson, this lesson about relationship, Jesus says, abide in me. And Jesus is telling us that we can find a vital and life-giving relationship in him and in him alone. No one can be considered a branch in the Lord's vine unless there is a vital connection to him. No one can bear fruit for the glory of God unless they are attached to the vine. Jesus is speaking of that which is an absolute necessity for life and fruit bearing, especially if we are going to bear the fruit of love. And there are plenty of people in religion, and there are plenty of people in the church but we are being called to live our lives in Christ. And even though we can be moral and upstanding as people in religion or in church, the better place to be is to be in Christ. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us his spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the Father has sent his Son as the Savior of the world. God abides in those who confess that Jesus is the Son of God, and they abide in God. So we have known and believed the love that God has for us. I'm going to put a pen in it right here because my mind just went to a time in my own life when I was taken to, I think it was the 10th chapter of Hebrews, when the Spirit spoke to my heart that the love that God has for me is a love that never ends. And I can accept it or I can leave it. And the thing about it is Jesus only died once. He's not going to die again. So we either have to accept the love of Christ the love of God through Christ Jesus, or we deny it. And if we can believe for a moment that God loves us, then we can also believe that God loves others. We can show it to others. We can be in relationship with one another, even as God is in relationship with us. There is also a lesson in the vineyard that teaches us about reproduction. You will notice from the hearing of this, these, the, the reading of the text, 
that God expects us to bear fruit. You know, in a grape vineyard, a vine has the distinct purpose of bearing fruit. The fruit we bear is revealed in the life we live. And our Lord expects us to reproduce what he has already produced in us. The essence of our new birth is to receive the divine nature of Christ Jesus. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. The life of Jesus, the true vine, flows through us, flows in us, flows out of us as branches connected to the vine. And we are able to reproduce. The vineyard also teaches us a lesson in responsibility. Abiding is a responsibility. It's a responsibility of every born-again believer. And if we are connected with Jesus Christ, then we must stay connected. I don't know about any of you all, but I can miss a day or two of not praying or reading. Or, and I just feel like I'm in a mighty strange place. We have to stay connected. And if we spend too much time thinking about fruit bearing, we can find ourselves being drawn back, thinking that it's too hard to do, and, and thinking that, oh, we keep telling ourselves that we can't do this. This is, this is for those who are, have arrived, some of us might say. And the truth of the matter is none of us have arrived. We have the responsibility to do one thing, and fruit will happen in our lives if we would do that. That one thing is to abide, to stay connected to Christ Jesus. And there's a rest that comes with abiding in Christ. When we rest in our Lord, we draw life and we draw strength from being in that place. You know, you never see a fruit tree or a vine or any other fruit struggling to become, to produce the kind of fruit that they produce. Plants don't struggle with that. The branches yield themselves to the will of the vine. Its life flows through them and fruit, fruit just happens. So from a practical perspective, if we accept the responsibility to stay connected to our Lord Jesus Christ, to stay in a relationship with our God, to abide in prayer, to study God's word, to meditate upon God's word, to practice those disciplines that we know enhances our lives, then we too will produce the fruit that God desires to see in us. And it might sound difficult, it does take time, but it's more costly than difficult not to do it. It requires surrender. We must come to an end of ourselves and realize that apart from God, we can do nothing. But with Christ, in Christ, we can do all things in Christ who strengthens us. You know, I'm totally convinced 
that all of us who are followers of Jesus Christ want to honor God with our lives. We want to bear good fruit. We want to bear much fruit. We want to bring glory to our God. And if we really have that thought, that feeling within us, then we must take heed to the lesson that we have here before us, to stay connected to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And you know, we don't have to take responsibility for the quality or the quantity of the fruit. We simply have to abide, to stay connected. Knowing that it is in our obedience to God that the fruit will be produced and God will produce the quantity as well as the quality that pleases God. There's another lesson to be learned from the vineyard, a lesson of reality. And that reality concerns every branch that's connected to the vine. God does desire that all branches bear fruit, but we don't all bear fruit at the same level. I can remember as a child, I had Aunt Georgiana, who had a grapevine in her garden. It ran the length of the garden. She was so proud of that vine, and it was not uncommon to come across some branches that had fallen from the weight of the grapes. And there were some, there were others that were upright and bright and steadily producing. And then there were those that, those dead branches, dried up branches that had no fruit on them at all. And be that as it may, it tells us that every branch in me that beareth fruit, beareth not fruit, the scripture says, he removes, he takes away. One trans, or several translations say he takes away. Not that he cuts it off, but he takes it away, meaning that he lifts it up, raises it up, that it might bear fruit. This is a picture of a branch that has fallen to the ground, that has gotten in the dirt and been covered up. And sometimes it produces damage to the grapes. And I remember my aunt telling us are speaking of how she had to stake the grapevines, meaning that the branches had to be lifted up and cleansed and put into a position where they could receive light and rain and grow as they should. And on a personal level, this means that when we get to a place in our lives where we are unfruitful and barren, the Lord would reach into our lives and cleanse us and lift us up. And sometimes that involves a challenge or provoke or a provocation for growth. And even though the, the lifting can be challenging, our God always provides a word of encouragement that we might accept the challenge before us. Not to run from it, and not to run from God, but to run to God. And sometimes even the challenges are proof of God's love for us. If we are to grow, 
Sometimes it requires challenges in our lives. And then the scripture says, every branch that beareth fruit, he prunes that it may bear, bring forth more fruit. You know how it is. Sometimes we just going along, we feel like we're doing everything we're supposed to do and we're doing it right and pleasing to God and all of a sudden everything gets shaken up. But when the gardener sees the branch that is producing fruit, the scripture reminds us that he will prune that branch, that vine, that branch. And God will remove those little things that suck the life out of us. Useless buds, misdirected shoots, spots, discolored leaves, anything that would draw life from us, anything that would pre prevent us from producing the fruit that is pleasing to God. And you know there are a lot of things in this life that can hamper us from producing good fruit or to walk in a way that would please our God. But when we begin to be fruitful, we can rest assured that God will cleanse us if there is a need for it. God will prune us if there is a need for it. But it's all going to be to the glory of God. It can be painful. But I would venture to say that God is never closer to us that when God's ministering hand is upon our lives, God's touch, no matter how it may hurt or how rough it might feel, is the proof that God loves and cares for us. The last kind of branch that's mentioned in this text is the branch that's not connected at all. And if you ever walk through a vineyard, you can see dry branches on the vine. They have no life. They're brown, they're dying. Sometimes they're hollow on the inside. And those are the branches that get cut away because they're not producing anything. There's no fruit on them. There's weakness where there ought to be power. There's emptiness where there ought to be fullness. Jesus is the true vine. Our Lord exists to bring glory to God, the creator, God, the father, the vine, the dresser, the vine dresser. And by living through Jesus Christ, we are able to bear the fruit that would glorify God. There's a lesson in the vineyard. That lesson helps us to know, to experience God's love and it helps us to be loving to others. Amen.